This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 8th of July. In your Squeeze today, China's punishment of Australia. The president of Haiti has been assassinated. Our 2021 Olympic flag bearers. And happy faces. This is your Squiz Today. When it comes to international relations, Australia's relationship with China has been going from bad to worse over the last year or so. It's something we've covered a lot here on the podcast. It started souring, of course, when Australia pushed for an independent inquiry into the origins of COVID-19. Since then, we've seen various trade issues with our wine, beef, barley, lobsters, timber, the list goes on, ostensibly under the guise of quality issues or a supposed breaching of trade rules. But now, for the first time, Claire, a Chinese official has admitted that all of these issues are, in fact, economic punishment for what they say is a smear campaign by the Australian government. It's a big admission. It is a big admission because, as you say, what China had been doing is pointing the finger at us and saying that it was just business as usual when it came to breaches of trade rules. But in fact, China has been setting out to punish Australian exporters, it says, as a way of really getting back at the Australian government for those smears, according to China's foreign ministry. It says that Australia shouldn't benefit from trade with China while we're smearing them. The US is also paying attention to the way China is treating Australia. And according to one White House advisor, they've got our backs. That's what the White House coordinator for the Indo-Pacific, Kurt Campbell, said during a presentation late on Tuesday night. He said that it's clear that China is trying to cut Australia out of the herd. That's the quote from him. But he said that America isn't going to leave Australia on the field. Uh, and he also said that China's moves to alienate us has backfired because Australia and the US have become even closer. Also moving a little closer to the US and away from China is Japan. It's the issue of Taiwan and any attempt by China to reunify it to the Chinese mainland that has prompted a bit of a public shift from Japan's deputy prime minister. And it's quite a significant shift because Japan has always walked a very fine diplomatic line when it comes to China and Taiwan. But for Japan's Deputy Prime Minister Taro Aso to say that it would side with the US if China did decide to take Taiwan by force is quite a big thing. What experts say is this is just building to a potential flashpoint and maybe a conflict between the superpowers. Always a lot going on with China. We do cover China a lot in our Squiz Shortcuts podcast series where we give you a bit more background to big news stories. I'll put links to relevant episodes in your episode notes. On to COVID now, and Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has ruled out any extension to JobKeeper. He's reiterated that those eligible can access disaster payments. This comes as Sydney Siders learned yesterday that they would be going into lockdown for another week. A key thing we saw yesterday, Claire, was the inclusion of big business in the wargaming that's going on for the vaccine rollout. They're keen to get involved. 
They are. They need some certainty, they say, so that they can remain open, so that they can keep creating jobs and so that they can keep themselves afloat. So they came together with the Treasurer yesterday uh, and also health experts to talk about what they can do to help that vaccination rollout. That could mean vaccinations on site. Uh, also questions about what incentives business could provide for its staff and for others to get vaccinated because, of course, it's a big thing that we all need to get on board with, the health experts say. Uh, one thing, though, Josh Frydenberg doesn't reckon a snag at Bunnings is enough of an incentive. He wants to see something more exciting than What's that. What's more exciting than a snag at Bunnings? Oh, I'm totally with you. <laughs> Any of these plans are, of course, dependent on that vaccine supply. Moving on to international news, the president of Haiti, Jovenel Moisi, has been assassinated in his home, Claire. His wife was also wounded and is reportedly in a critical condition. Reports late last night said that unidentified gunmen stormed their private residence at about 1am local time on Wednesday morning. Uh, according to the interim Prime Minister, Claude Joseph, they were foreigners who spoke English and Spanish. Uh, now Haiti is in a state of siege. That means that gatherings can be banned by that interim leader, uh, also the military used for police roles. Just a little bit of background about what's happening in Haiti at the moment. There's been widespread protests against Moisi in recent months. Uh, his five-year term had expired in February. There was an election that was due to take place in October 2019 that didn't happen. So there were a lot of people who really wanted him out. A small island in the Caribbean, Haiti's faced years of coups, political instability and widespread gang violence. It's one of the world's poorest nations. Tech giant Samsung would be pretty happy with its earnings report for the April-June quarter. They saw a jump of 53%. That's come as the company cashes in on a global chip shortage. Not the potato variety. That'd be a little bit odd for a tech company. It's the little computer processing type of chip that's powering more and more of our daily lives, from cars to everything like toothbrushes. Oh, I could tell you, Larissa, if there was a hot chip or a crisp shortage, that would would have led today's <laughs> podcast, but we're talking the semiconductor kind. Uh, and as you say, that shortage globally has really seen many manufacturers right across industry really struggle to get their products out. Uh, if you've been trying to buy electrical goods, if you're looking at computers mm. uh, all the way through to washing machines and dryers and found that there's a shortage, it might not necessarily be COVID supply. It could be because the manufacturer can't get its hand on these semiconductor chips. That supply of those chips is set to increase, though, in the coming months. Governments are even getting involved in trying to make sure that they're manufactured at higher volumes. A good time to be in the chip business. That quarterly profit for Samsung came in at US $11 billion. On to sport and our flag bearers for the Tokyo Olympics have been announced. The honour and the privilege going to swimmer Kate Campbell and basketballer Paddy Mills. 
Kate Campbell, of course, is a swimmer of great renown. She's heading to her fourth Olympic Games and all eyes will be on her for the 100 metres freestyle. Uh, as for Mills, he's just a legendary bloke by all accounts uh, and also just a, a great advocate for basketball in Australia. He becomes the first Indigenous Aussie to carry the flag at the Olympics. As to whether there will be any crowds at the Games or the opening ceremony, Japan is set to make that announcement today. The opening ceremony is not far away, 15 days. And if you've ever thought your fried eggs were smiling at you, there's a name for that, face pareidolia, Claire, seeing faces in random objects or patterns of light. Science says we're hardwired to do it and that we get a bit of a kick out of it. Yeah, if you see, say, a crack in the pavement that looks like a smiley face, chances are you will respond to it like you saw a person smiling at you. (laughs) It will give you all of those same feels. So apparently it's just something in our evolution where our brain just very quickly scans things for faces so we can assess whether they're friend or foe. So don't worry, the crack in the pavement (laughs) is your friend. It's going to be fine. (laughs) It's always uh, electrical plugs that get me. (laughs) I love those. There's there's an Instagram account called Faces in Things. We're big fans of it. We've talked about it before. I'll pop it in your episode (laughs) notes. A bit of joy for your Thursday. And of course, it being Thursday, a new Squiz Shortcuts episode is out today. Claire, you and Kate take a look at superannuation. Yeah, and there's some big changes that have just been passed through the federal parliament on super that are worth getting across. Promise we make it as pain-free as possible. (laughs) You do. I definitely learned a thing or two. You and Kate always do such a fab job at explaining things. Oh, thanks. And super's just one of those things. You should know about it. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. Of course, you can also find it by searching for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. Have a great Thursday. Good luck to Ash Barty playing in the semifinals tonight at Wimbledon, 10.30pm on Centre Court. We'll be watching. Have a good one and we'll be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.